What is up, everybody? Back again with the Fantasy Bros Podcast. We're here, episode 3. Last episode, we talked about Dallas Mavericks free agency. This episode, we're going to talk about March Madness. We're sticking on the basketball concept, except this time we're moving from NBA to college basketball. Now, um, I'm really excited that we got March Madness back. I mean, last year, without it, it was it was just really boring and it was a right until the end that we didn't really know if we we're going to have the tournament or not. And then ended up not having, which sucks. But this year, they got it all in Indianapolis. It's all going to be in one kind of bubble, basically, like the NBA had last year. And, um, yeah, it's looking like the tournament is going to go on as usual. And hopefully just, you know, barring any any conflicts, anything out of the ordinary, we should have a full tournament here, just like normal, just like every year. So, yeah, um got a lot of good teams this year uh, I'm, a, I'm a Michigan fan our team's looking pretty pretty decent no Isaiah livers which kind of sucks but you know I got a I got a whole bracket here and uh, I'm just gonna run through my picks for each game and who I think is gonna be the eventual winner and a couple of interesting upset picks that I had and yeah I'm just gonna just gonna run through one of my brackets I actually made a couple um before this I mean using on my podcast I do about 30 minutes of research, but this one was, I mean, like, almost two hours of research research that I put into this uh, episode. It's for, it's for March Madness, you know, I watched ESPN Bracketology, and then just a lot of in-depth game picks, and then just looking at stats, players, injuries, everything like that. So yeah, let's, let's get started. Um, first game. Uh, Gonzaga, number one overall seed against Norfolk State. Um, I mean, this has to be Gonzaga. They're number one overall seed for a reason, so there's there's just no chance that they lose in the first round. Um, next game, Oklahoma versus Missouri. This one's tough. Eight, nine games, they are always tough. Um, but I'm going to give this one to Missouri. Oklahoma does have a bit of a, a bit of an injury issue right now. Not really sure if their players are going to be 100% for this game against Missouri, and then, um, yeah, just Missouri, I think probably just, like, a bigger team, I think they have a better chance of winning this game, um, yeah, it, it should be close, I think, I think Missouri has a bit of a rebound, rebounding advantage, stuff like that, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go with Missouri this game, although it could go either way. Now, this next game is gonna be really interesting, I got Creighton versus... UC Santa Barbara. So Creighton's a 5 seed, Santa Barbara's a 12 seed, but um, these teams are actually much closer than you might think, at least at least in my opinion, because uh, Creighton, although they have a good record, towards the end of the season, um, they started losing some games, they had some inconsistent play, and um, because of that, uh, this is actually a pretty popular upset pick among a lot of experts and stuff like that. Santa Barbara, pretty good three-point shooting team, pretty good defensive team. And I think this team could give Creighton struggles. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with UC Santa Barbara over Creighton as my first upset pick. Uh, Creighton shoots, a three, shoots the three ball well, but I think Santa Barbara's defense is good enough to hold them to a pretty low score and then be able to score themselves. Um, question is about competition. Santa Barbara has uh, arguably less... They're just easier opponents overall, but they had a really excellent season, the Santa Barbara. So I think it should be, I think it should be a pretty pretty close game. 
so yeah, we got UC Santa Barbara and then taking on Santa Barbara right here. I have Ohio as my pick. So um yeah, this one was this one was just because uh, Virginia has uh, their COVID cases and um, they haven't really been able to practice prior to the tournament, which you know sucks sucks for them. But um, yeah, they're they're a pretty good team. I feel like if they had practice, they would have been able to uh, probably go to the Sweet Sixteen. But right here, I have them losing in the first round against Ohio. Ohio has Jason Preston, really great point guard, um, triple double threat every single time he's on the floor, and I think he. Can lead Ohio to victory just because this UVA team is going to come in without really any practice. It's just going to come in, play a game, not really get to warm up or anything like that. So I think Ohio has the advantage there. They're a good enough team to, to take them and beat them. Alright, so yeah, that, that sets up the first couple of matchups. Um, I got in the second round, so now, now that we have that, I have Gonzaga versus Missouri as my first matchup in the second round. And then UC Santa Barbara versus Ohio as the next matchup. So in the first game, I'm going to say Gonzaga, still the number one overall seed. I'm going to say they ride this momentum from the first game and they beat Missouri. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just not too much else about it. Gonzaga is just a really good team. I don't think they're going to get challenged by anyone that's not probably a top 10 team at least. So yeah, Gonzaga wins that. Um... And then uh, we got UC Santa Barbara versus Ohio. I'm going to go UC Santa Barbara here. I'm pretty high on this team. I'm interested to see how the Gauchos do in this tournament. I think um, Ohio has a pretty good team. But Santa Barbara is just overall better. Better defensively and can shoot the three. I think Santa Barbara takes this and makes it to the Sweet 16. Moving on in the round of 32. Now we have our Sweet 16 set. We have... Um, USC versus Drake. USC is one of these teams that I'm pretty high on this year just because of their their height. They're supposed to be the second tallest team in the nation. They got the Mobley, Mobley brothers, which are, both are looking like really good prospects. I mean, Evan Mobley is supposed to be a top top three pick right now. Maybe maybe top five, but I'd say top three pick right now in the NBA draft next season. And then his brother Isaiah Mobley, he's also really tall and does a lot of good things for the team. So I think they're gonna beat they're gonna beat Drake the 11 seed and move on, and I have um I have some high hopes for USC. I think they can go pretty far in this tournament. All right, next we have Kansas versus Eastern Washington University. Kansas also has some uh, COVID troubles, and um, just some questions overall about what their team is gonna be looking like once the tournament starts. But I think Eastern Washington is a pretty decent team, but they're a 14 seed. Kansas is a three seed. I think their coaching and their experience should be enough to get them past Eastern Washington. Um, so yeah, that sets up a USC-Kansas second round matchup, which I feel like is a really, really great matchup. All right, next I have Oregon versus VCU. Um, Oregon, I, I just talked about USC being the second tallest team in the nation. Oregon is the tallest team in the nation, and I think height will really help out here in terms of rebounding and interior offense. I don't think VCU will be able to match up with Oregon, and because of that, I'm going to give Oregon the W here. The final game in the first round of the West bracket in the West Division is Iowa versus GCU, Grand Canyon University. Um, 
Iowa has a really great team. Luca Garza, he's an excellent player. He should be a first-round pick in this upcoming draft. Maybe even a lottery pick, probably a lottery pick. I think he can he can play really well and just carry this Iowa State team onto onto the next round against a Grand Canyon team that's a 15 seed. So shouldn't be giving them too much trouble. They're not particularly good at three-point shooting or rebounding. Those are the two things that you kind of look for in upsets in games like this. But yeah, Grand Canyon isn't especially good in either of those regions. So I think Iowa gets past them. So the second round for the picks I just listed out, we got USC versus Kansas first. Um, in this game, I actually picked USC. Uh, Kansas has some COVID struggles. And um, because of that, I think they might not have their full roster as they would like against USC. And then also USC, just a really great team. They can, they can shoot, they can defend, rebound, of course, because of their size and length. Um, I think Evan Mobley puts the team on his back and takes them to the Sweet 16. And the team that they're going to be matching up with in the Sweet 16, in my prediction, will be Iowa. Um, Oregon is a good team. They're a tall team. Tall teams always give trouble. Except I think Iowa, they got Luka Garza. They're better offensively. Um, yeah, Iowa is just one of the best shooting teams in this in this uh, entire bracket, in this entire March Madness tournament. So I think, yeah, Iowa should be able to take this. And that sets up a matchup between USC and Iowa. So now from my Sweet 16 of the West region, I got Gonzaga versus UC Santa Barbara. That's my first game and my second game is USC, University of uh, Southern California, against Iowa. So, uh, in my first game, Gonzaga versus UCSB. Like I said, Gonzaga, they're an excellent team. Corey Kispert, Drew Timmy, two really, really great prospects. And then, of course, Jalen Suggs. I think Suggs and uh, Kispert, they're looking like top 10 picks, both of them, in the next NBA draft. So, I think those two guys, along with Timmy, his size, his offensive ability... They should be able to get past UC Santa Barbara and make it to the Elite Eight for the Western region. Now my next pick for my game between UC, USC and Iowa, I'm going to go with uh, Iowa here. Um, I'm high on UC, USC, except um, I think this is kind of where their luck runs out. They beat a three seed, which is an upset in my prediction for the last round. But I think right here, Iowa, they're just too good offensively. And Luca Garza puts the team on his back here in this game. And I think they they go on to the Elite Eight, setting a matchup between the one seed and the two seed. Now, for this matchup against Gonzaga, I think overall Gonzaga just matches up better. Suggs is a lockdown defender, perimeter defender. Kispert's offense along with Timmy's offense, I think that's just going to be unstoppable for Iowa. Iowa can put points on the board, but they won't be able to defend. And Gonzaga, they can put points on the board on this weak defensive team. They can also clamp up against Iowa. They have a pretty good scheme, and I think they can stop Luka Garza. I say that Gonzaga is the winner of the West bracket, West region of the bracket, and they make it to the Final Four. So now, the next region, let's move down here on the bracket. Let's make it to the East region. So first, we got my team, Michigan, against Texas Southern University. Um, I mean, Michigan, they're going to be without Isaiah Livers, which is a big blow to the team. He's probably 
the second best player on the team behind Hunter Dickinson and arguably the most important just because of the defense and offense that he provides for the team as well as three-point shooting. He's a above 40% three-point shooter for the team. So without him, it's going to suck for the Michigan basketball team, but they should not have any problems with the 16th seed. At least this early, there shouldn't be any problems. Now my next game, LSU versus St. Bonaventure. Um, in a lot of my brackets, I picked St. Bonaventure just because, you know, they're a really great three-point shooting team. Um, just really good on offense, and I think that's a, that's a quality that you really want to have on a team. Um, especially in, in this modern basketball era, three-point shooting is very important. So St. Bonaventure is a team that has that. But I went with LSU here just because of their physicality, their defense. Um, I think LSU should be able to take them. Like I said, I picked Bonaventure in a couple of my other brackets, but the bracket that I'm using for this, I went LSU just because of their physicality. I think they have a, I think they have an advantage there against St. Bonaventure. That sets up a matchup between the one seed and the eight seed, Michigan versus LSU. My next first round pick is Colorado versus Georgetown. Georgetown is a very popular upset pick, and I'm going to go with them. Georgetown is just coming off a really great tournament run that they just had. Um, Patrick Ewing, as a coach, he's been he's been leading this team uh, really really well in their in their postseason run right here, and um, yeah, I think Buffalo, the Buffaloes, Colorado Buffaloes, I think they're a good team. But I think the Hoyas just they're on a run. They're gonna keep on they're gonna keep that momentum and they're gonna run through the Colorado team. Matchup after this is um FSU, uh, Florida State University four seed versus the thirteenth seed UNC Greensboro. So this is an interesting matchup. Um Greensboro isn't an overly strong team. FSU, they have those really great perimeter defenders. Uh, and yeah, I think just offensively they're not the best, but defensively their team is is really good, and that should have, be an advantage to them in the in the first couple of rounds. So that sets up a matchup between color. I mean Georgetown and FSU in the second round. Now, for the second round, let's get let's get our Sweet Sixteen prediction picks for this uh, for these first matchups. So I got Michigan versus LSU right here. I'm going to go with Michigan. Um, a lot of people have LSU as an upset pick here. I think just Jawan Howard as a coach, he should be able to coach the talent that they have on this team to um, to get them past LSU. Um, LSU is a pretty good team, but I don't think they're good enough to challenge Michigan just yet. Michigan has enough experience and enough coaching advantage, I think, to take on LSU and beat them. Next, I have uh, FSU versus Georgetown. In this game, I'm going to go FSU. I think just their defense is too good to to really bet against, at least here. The first round and the second round, I don't think I don't think FSU will have too many troubles just because their defense is at elite level. I mean, they can lock down any team. So that's what sets up a Sweet 16 matchup between Michigan and FSU. Next, in the first round, we have BYU, the 6th seed, and UCLA, the 11th seed. Um, BYU, they had an up-and-down season. Um, just had a good game against Gonzaga, where they almost beat them. Uh, I know, I mean, obviously it's not a win, but 
almost beating a team like Gonzaga that went undefeated. That's a, that's a pretty good feat. Um, they were up by double digits at half. And yeah, they, they played well. Except I think UCLA, the 11th seed who they're matching up against, their team is just... Their team is just slightly better. I mean, uh, they got guys like Johnny Juzang who can score, and they got some really good point guards that can shoot the ball and can also distribute. And then I think... Um, I think, yeah, they just got more... They got more rebounding. They got more polish to them. I think this UCLA team is unlucky in their seeding, but they should be able to get past this BYU team. Next, I have um, Texas versus Abilene Christian University. Um, Texas, coached by Shaka Smart, really great coach. I think just their defensive scheme, their big men, um, I don't think Texas uh, should be losing to a 14 seed here. Um, and I think Texas will do pretty good in this tournament. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm a Texas fan also because Livler hoping to go to college there. And then, yeah, I'm hoping Texas does well. I'm thinking Texas does well just because of their just because of their team. They have a pretty great roster and a pretty good coach, defensive mind, defensive um, minded coach. So I think yeah, that should play to their advantage. Next we have. Um, UConn versus Maryland. I think uh, this should be a really close game because UConn, they're always a sleeper team. Um, they can really light it up from the floor. They can shoot really well. Maryland, though, the Terrapins, I think they shoot the three better and probably defend better than UConn. Should be a close game. Could go either way, but I'm going to go with Maryland upsetting UConn here. And the final game of the first round for the East region is Alabama versus Iona. Um, Bama has a really, really great team. Uh, their guard play is among the best in the in the entire tournament right here. And they're the best team in the SEC, which is a really tough conference. Um, I think their offense is really good. They're capable of lighting it up against any team, uh, especially especially in their guards, like I said. So I think Bama should get past Iona here, no problem. Now this sets up second round matchups between... UCLA and Texas, and then also Maryland and Alabama. For the first game, I think um, I think Texas beats UCLA. Uh, UCLA, they're only slightly better than BYU, but neither team is one on my radar that I would say is just really dangerous in this in this tournament. So I would say Texas gets past them because you know I already praised Texas. I talked about their defense and their roster, how their big men play. I think Texas should be fine against UCLA. Next matchup is Maryland versus Alabama. In this game, I'm going to give Alabama the win. Um, Maryland and UConn both are not teams that should be troubling Alabama just because their offense is so good, and Alabama is a pretty good, pretty solid defensive team as well. So because of that, I think Bama gets past them. Now for the East region, this sets up a Sweet 16 of Michigan versus FSU, one seed versus four seed. And then Texas versus Bama. So I kind of went chalk here in terms of my Sweet 16. But I think um, I think it could pay off because these top four teams are four really good teams. And I think these four teams are better than any of the other teams that they're matching up against. I mean, the five-seed Colorado is possibly getting upset by Georgetown. And the six-seed is not that strong of a team and possibly getting upset by the 11-seed UCLA. So because of that, I think... Um, I think the top four seeds are just better than the rest, and they should be should be good on their way. Um, Michigan versus FSU. 
Uh, I think this should be a really good game. Not sure if we'll have Isaiah Livers back. If Michigan will have Isaiah Livers back by here if he's out for the whole tournament. Or, you know, just whenever he's coming back. Unaware of that. I'm going to assume that he's not going to be back for this game. His injury did seem pretty significant. So, um, yeah. Michigan versus FSU. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, maybe call me biased, but I'm going to go Michigan here. I think just offensively, Michigan has better better skills than FSU. FSU might be able to defend, but when it comes to when it comes to offense, FSU isn't that great of a scoring team. I think that'll play to Michigan's advantage. They might not be able to score a lot. I don't think Michigan will reach 80, maybe not even 70, but they should be able to score more than FSU at least. So yeah, Michigan in the Elite Eight, and the team that I have matching up with Michigan in the matchup between Bama and Texas, I'm going to go with Texas here. Um, I understand people picking Bama. It's probably a popular pick right here. But we're going away from the chalk. Going Texas. Maybe maybe you call me biased, but I'm just going to say that, that their front court is probably better than Alabama. And I think, and I think that's going to play to their advantage, you know. Defensive advantage, rebounding advantage. And overall, I think the offensive game can come better than them. They're heavily advantaged in terms of coaching as well. So I think um, I think it could be a good game for Texas to win. It should be it should be a good game, regardless of who wins. But I think I think Texas has the upper hand here. And that's why I'm going to give them the win. So in the elite eight for this East region, we have Michigan and Texas. I think this is where Michigan's luck runs out. Um, they're going to miss Isaiah Livers here in this game, especially in the front court. They're going to miss his defense. They're going to miss his three-point shooting. I think Texas is going to put on a clinic and prove to everyone why they're worthy of being a team in the in the Final Four. And they're a team that everyone should take seriously. So, I, yeah, I got Texas right here in the Final Four. And in the Final Four, that sets up a matchup between Gonzaga and Texas. I'll get back to that in a second. For now, though, let's move on to the South region. South region is the region where we have Baylor as a number one seed. This is a team that I really like. Uh, really great offensively, really great defensively, especially in their guard play. Their guard play is probably the best in the entire tournament. Uh, them and Bama are just really up there in terms of guard play. And I think, yeah, I think I really like this Baylor team. So they should have no problem against the 16th seed Hartford. Have them moving on in that game. Next, we have... UNC versus Wisconsin. Um, this is a tough game to predict. Uh, but I think Wisconsin overall, they have the rebounding advantage. They have the offensive advantage. And I think Wisconsin should be able to get past UNC here. The only reason that they wouldn't be able to is because of uh, UNC's obvious coaching advantage, experience advantage. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be a tough, tough win for Wisconsin. But I think it's a win that they're going to come away with. Next game, we have Villanova versus Winthrop. Winthrop is a very popular upset pick. I picked them in a couple of my other brackets. But in this bracket, I went with Villanova. Um, without Colin Gillespie, that's going to suck for them. I mean, he's one of their best players, point guard. They run the offense through him. But I feel like um, just with their coaching, Jay Wright as a coach, he's a really great coach. I think they're going to be able to get past the Winthrop team that's not... It's not really experienced again against these good teams. Twelve seed Villanova. I mean, twelve seed Winthrop. I'm not sure if they're the ideal team to get past Villanova. Um. And then final game of this uh, 
four game kind of stretch is Purdue versus UNT. UNT is a very local college to me. Um, I think they have a they have a pretty decent team. A lot of people, I want to say a lot of people, it's been a decent upset pick. Not one of the popular ones, but it's come up a bit. But I think uh, I think the Boilermakers they they come through ahead. Purdue wins this game. UNT just isn't really experienced enough. Not doesn't have enough um, experience against those better teams, those top twenty five ranked teams. They don't they don't really have experience against them, and because of that, it's gonna come back to bite them. I think yeah. Purdue should come out winning this game. So uh, now that I have that, I'll run run back my pick. So I had Baylor and Wisconsin advancing to the first game. I think right here, uh, Baylor's gonna win this game. Baylor's just too good offensively and defensively, both sides of the ball. Their guards can light it up and lock down opposing guards, and I think that's gonna that's gonna slow down Wisconsin and should lead to a Baylor win. Next, Villanova versus Purdue. Um, I think this is the game where Villanova misses Colin Gillespie. Um, yeah, just without him, they have a pretty solid team, but without him, they they don't have their primary ball handler. They don't have the guy that they, that, I mean, just brings the ball up every time, the guy that they run their offense through, and that's going to hurt them against the Purdue team. That's that's pretty solid this season. They got, they're, they're just pretty good all-around team. I mean, not really excellent in one specific area, but... I think I think they'll be able to give trouble to Nova and move on. So that sets up a Baylor versus Purdue matchup in the Sweet 16. Moving on, we have um, Texas Tech versus Utah State. Now this is a really good game. Um, I think this is this is gonna be a pretty close game. And so is the next one, Arkansas versus Colgate. Texas Tech versus Utah State. These are both teams that do things pretty well. Just like everything in general, they do it pretty well. Texas Tech. They got Mac McClung among other players on their team. Uh, Texas Tech is a team that I like this year. Utah State, I picked them as an upset in maybe one or two of my brackets, but overall, I think Texas Tech has the better team. Utah State is going to run into into trouble with Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech outscores them, um, just outdoes them overall in terms of experience. Texas Tech plays harder teams, so they have that, they have that readiness for the tournament, and I think that's going to play to their advantage, so they're going to win this game. Next game, Arkansas versus Colgate. I think um, this is going to be a very high-scoring game on, in terms of offense. Colgate can put the ball in the in the hoop. Arkansas can do the exact same. Picked Colgate in a couple of my brackets again, except I think Arkansas takes this. Um, three seed and 14 seed is just a really hard upset to pull off. And um, yeah, Arkansas just has that has more experience and they have more depth. I think they can. I think they can work better. They can be a better defensive team, whereas Colgate is just more of a primarily offensive team. Next, we have Florida versus Virginia Tech. This is going to be a very close game, but um, I went with Florida here. I think Florida just one of those more relentless type teams. They're better defensively, better hustle, better rebounding, and I think that's going to be something that um, helps them out in the long run in this game against Virginia Tech. It's a game that could definitely go either way, but I got I got Florida right here coming out on top. Next game that we have, final game of this South region in the first round, is Oral Roberts versus Ohio State University. Um, Oral Roberts is a very interesting team. They got the leading scorer in the entire the entire tournament out of any team, Max uh, Asmus. 
he's a really good player. And then they got Kevin O'Banner, who's um, they're basically their second option. Uh, they got a pretty good team, but I think Ohio State University just their their players are just better overall. I think there's a reason that they're the two seed. Um, there was there was talk that maybe they could be a one seed even in this tournament after you know beating teams like Michigan, but uh, that didn't that didn't end up happening. But yeah, uh, this is a Ohio State team that um, I think is pretty strong and. Uh, I think should get past this this team. They got guys like Dwayne Washington, EJ Liddell, two guys that could be uh, really great in the NBA. So yeah, I think those two guys will carry the team on to victory. Now this leads to a matchup between Texas Tech and Arkansas. I think in this matchup right here, I give the advantage to Texas Tech. Um, not too high on Arkansas. Because uh, they might even lose to Colgate, so better to pick Texas Tech here and, you know, cut my losses in terms of points. But I think um, I think Tech takes this slightly better defensively and pretty good offense. I think Mac McClung can sort of take over on the game and uh, put Texas Tech on top. Should be a close game, though, for sure. And then next game will be Florida versus Ohio State University. Um, like I said... Guys like Dwayne Washington, EJ Liddell, I think Ohio State uh, should get past Florida, even though Florida is a really great hustle team. Like I said, I think Ohio State is one of the better teams in this tournament, and I'll give them the win here. Now, for my um, Sweet 16, in the first set of games that I said, we got Baylor versus Purdue. Here, I'm going to give Baylor the dub. Baylor's one of my favorite teams in this entire tournament. Uh, yeah. Just superior offensively to Purdue, superior defensively to Purdue. Purdue might have an advantage in the front court, but I think Baylor just does enough things better than Purdue to sneak past them and get this win. And then on the bottom part of this bracket, for the Sweet 16, I have um, Texas Tech University and then Ohio State University. I'm going to give this win to OSU. I think better front court play will definitely play to their advantage. And then... Overall, just a stronger team offensively and defensively. So I think those edges are going to give them the win against Texas Tech. Now in the Elite Eight, that sets up a matchup between Baylor and OSU. And I think here, OSU's luck runs out. Baylor beats them. Uh, Mark Vidal can match up with a guy like EJ Liddell. And then uh, their backcourt, Davion Mitchell, can match up against Dwayne Washington, and I think that's going to be enough to get Baylor over the top. Once they get take care of things defensively, their offense is good enough, their three-point shooting is good enough to take over and win this game. So yeah, that puts Baylor in the Final Four as the winner of the South region. Final region of this March Madness tournament, we have the Midwest region, which is one of the more interesting ones, but um, we'll see how it goes. So first game, Illinois versus Drexel. I think Illinois gets past them. They got a really good team, Io DeSunma and Kofi Coburn. And those are two guys that are really great on their team, and I think they're going to help carry this Illinois team. Next, we have 8-9 matchup between Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. I'm going to give this uh, game to Loyola Chicago. They're one of the better defensive teams, one of the better rebounding teams, and um, 
uh, just like a couple of years ago, they're just really, really great in tournaments. They really show up in tournaments, and I think it's because of it's because of the discipline that they have in their team. Um, they don't really make too many mistakes, and they all work together. And uh, I think that teamwork's going to show out against Georgia Tech. That sets up a matchup between Illinois and Loyola Chicago in the second round. Next, for the first round, we have Tennessee versus Oregon State. Um, neither of these teams I'm too high on, but I think I just go Tennessee. Give them the slight advantage. Tennessee has some COVID problems, some injury problems. Um, but yeah, Oregon State. It's actually a sleeper pick here because they they played well in their tournament coming into this, uh, coming into this tournament they had their had their playoffs of their season and they played pretty well there. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna give I'm gonna give this one to Tennessee. Next we have Oklahoma State versus Liberty. This is a battle between two really great offensive teams. Um, you know, Liberty's a really great team. I think they got unlucky in their pick here, Cade Cunningham is right now looking like the first overall pick in the NBA draft, and I think he's just too good to, to lose in the first round, to lose to a team like Liberty. Liberty is a really great offensive team, but in terms of defense, I don't know if they can stop Kate Cunningham. So for the second round, that sets up matchups between Illinois and Loyola Chicago, and then Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. I mean, Tennessee, sorry. In the first game, Illinois versus Loyola Chicago, um, I think this is low-key going to be a good game. Loyola Chicago just really, really great defensively. And then inside, they got Cameron Crutwig, who's an excellent player offensively. Especially, I mean, he can pass and he can shoot really great in the in the post game. So yeah, he's he's someone to look out for. But I think Illinois is just too good, too good of a team in terms of uh, experience, depth, offense, defense. Just overall, they're a pretty good team. So yeah, I think Illinois takes this game against Loyola Chicago. And then Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. Um, I'm going to give this to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State versus Tennessee, sorry. I'm going to give this game to Oklahoma State just because of their offensive superiority. Cade Cunningham, he's a beast. He's going to take over in this tournament, and he's going to lead his team to the Sweet 16 versus Illinois. Now, moving on in this... Uh, in this bracket, in this first round for the Midwest region, we got San Diego State University versus Syracuse. Um, San Diego State University is one of those three and D teams, which is why I'm very high on them. Uh, I think if you can shoot the three and if you can defend, then you can do a lot of things well in this tournament. So yeah, just historically, it's it's just been shown three and D is a is the name of the game. Syracuse is one of those very popular upset picks. Um, they always seem to do well in March Madness tournaments because their coach, Jim Beheim, um, they could give San Diego State University struggles here just because of their conference. They don't have too much, too great of competition, so they might not be prepared. But I think San Diego State should be able to get past them. I, I like this team. Next up, we got um, uh, West Virginia University versus Moorhead State. Um... I think West Virginia wins this. They're too strong defensively to lose this game, and they can also score the, they can definitely score the ball. The Mountaineers, they're they're a good team, and uh, yeah, I think I think West Virginia handles this one comfortably. Next, we got Clemson versus Rutgers. This is a this is a interesting game. Uh, it could really go either way, but I think um, I think I give the Scarlet Knights Rutgers here the advantage. Um, the slightly better three-point shooting 
for Rutgers, and um, they're they're pretty similar teams in terms of stats, but I think um, I'll give Rutgers the advantage, get another upset pick in there, just to get that average going, and yeah. Next we got Houston versus Cleveland State. Houston, I think, is one of the better teams in this entire tournament. You got really great defensive players like Jarreau. He's a really, he's a really great player. And then offensively, guys like Quentin Grimes, they can really take over the game. So I think Houston beats Cleveland State. And I'm pretty high on them in this entire tournament. For the second round, that sets up matchups between uh, Syracuse and West... I mean, San Diego State and West Virginia. I think uh, in this game... The sixth seed, San Diego State, actually beats the three seed, West Virginia. I think just defensively, San Diego State is strong enough to hold uh, West Virginia to a score around, say, 60. And then San Diego State can make enough threes to make West Virginia pay. Next, we got Rutgers versus Houston. Um, whether Rutgers wins or Clemson wins, I think Houston takes this W. Um, inside, they got... Pretty good advantage. They're a really great rebounding team. And then I think their guard play defensively and offensively. That duo between Grimes and Jarreau, I think it's just going to be too hard for a team like Clemson or Rutgers to, to beat. So that sets up a Sweet 16 matchup between uh, San Diego State University and, uh, and Houston. So for the first Sweet 16 matchup that I have in this region of the of the bracket is Illinois versus Oklahoma State. Here, I think Illinois wins this game. Uh, Kate Cunningham is a really good player, but Illinois overall, I think they're a really strong unit together. I think they can, um, they can collectively set up a defense to, to stop Kate Cunningham. Once they do that, it opens up everything else. They can run their offense through this Desunma, and Kofi Coburn can down, dominate just down low. So I think they move on to the Elite Eight, and then the matchup between Houston and San Diego State University. I'll give this one to Houston. Uh, team I'm high on is San Diego State University, but I'm higher on Houston. Just the way that their defense plays and the fact that they can hit three-point shots and, and they work in the paint really well, which is really good because a lot of teams, they depend on the three-point line, but Houston, they got an inside-outside game, which is going to play to their advantage. It's going to be really beneficial for them because if they can't hit threes, they have a backup option. They're not just going to keep on firing. So that sets up a matchup between Illinois and Houston. And in the Midwest region, I'm actually going to give this win to Houston. Illinois is a really good team, but I think um, Houston matches up really well against them. Uh, guard play Quentin Grimes. I don't know who's going to guard Quentin Grimes on the Illinois roster. And then, um, yeah, just down low, Kofi Coburn. He should have struggles against Houston. Houston's really good rebounding team. They should limit second chance opportunities. And uh, just overall, they're really strong defensively, and I think they sh they can they can stop this Illinois team. Uh, I think Illinois, I would say, is probably the second most popular pick behind Gonzaga in this entire tournament. But I think Illinois has a tough tough road to get to the uh, to the championship game, and because of that, I'd say I'd say they probably they're probably gonna lose either here or in the next round because they they're either playing Houston or Baylor most likely, and those are. Two really tough games for the team. Yeah, so I got Houston coming out here. And that sets up my final four. So final four, on the left side of the bracket, we got Gonzaga versus Texas, one seed versus three seed. And then um, 
On the right side, we have Baylor versus Houston. Pretty good bracket. Um, in past brackets, past years, I've I've had too many one seeds up here, but I think one three one two. So it's a pretty decent distribution. It's pretty possible. So, yeah, let's let's run through my picks. We got Gonzaga versus Texas. Um, this is gonna be an interesting game. I think Gonzaga has a pretty easy, um, just schedule into into the championship game. I mean, the one seed that they could have been facing is Michigan, who's uh who's injured. And I think their entire region just they can't match up with Gonzaga, and it, it makes sense they deserve it because they played really well. Um, they just played really well in in the regular season, so they deserve that. Uh, easier matchup in the in the March Madness tournament. So yeah, I think Gonzaga gets past Texas. I think um, even if Texas can stop Timmy with the size that they have, I think Kispert and Suggs just have the ability to take over the game. So even if either one of them, but probably both, take over on this game, just start scoring points and lock up on defense, I think it should be a game that Gonzaga wins. So that puts Gonzaga in the championship game. And then on the right side, we got Baylor versus Houston. I think this is going to be a really, really great matchup. They're two pretty similar teams. Uh, they're really excellent in terms of guard play. They have a couple of hustle guys that get out there, get rebounds, play good defense. And then um, most of all, they hit down shots. Uh, I think just Baylor, they do everything just a little bit better. Baylor has uh, three guys. They got Davion Mitchell. Jared Butler and Marcus Teague, um, and Houston has Jarreau and Quentin Grimes. I think Baylor's set of three guys helps them in their second unit off the bench. They can really dominate once Houston puts in their bench, and then also guys like Mark Vidal and then Flo Thamba, they can really dominate the game and beat Houston out here, I think. And this sets up the game that everyone wants to see, has been wanting to see since the start of the season. Uh, Gonzaga versus Baylor. Gonzaga versus Baylor is a game that got canceled early on in the season because of uh, COVID reasons, which all basketball fans were beat up about this. They really wanted to see this matchup, and I was one of them. I thought this would be an excellent game. Coming into the season, they were two of the highest-ranked teams, and still, they are two of the highest-ranked teams, both one seeds. I think they meet up here. Gonzaga is the most popular pick this season, March Madness, to be the championship winner that's the that's a fact that's a statistic but i think baylor takes it baylor has the third highest odds of winning in given uh, uh fan picks and also uh, betting odds they're they're the third favorite i think baylor wins this game because their guard play is is on another level if uh you you stick jalen slugs on a guy like davion mitchell then Teague and Jared Butler are gonna are gonna ball out. If you put one guy on another guy, the other two are gonna ball out. That's just that's just how it is. And um, Gonzaga overall has a good defensive scheme, but I think uh, the zone that they drop to won't work because Baylor hits over forty percent of their threes as a team. And because of that, I think Baylor is gonna have too much offense to handle for Gonzaga. They're definitely gonna run into problems with Drew Timmy, but. Um, I think offensively they can do enough to stay ahead of Timmy and ahead of Gonzaga in order to win this national championship. And uh, yeah, in a lot of my other brackets I picked Gonzaga, but I think 
in this bracket, I picked Baylor. This is the bracket that I'm most confident with. I picked Baylor just because Gonzaga, in previous years, they've had really great regular seasons, but that's because of their competition. When it comes to the actual tournament, they, they struggle a little bit against some of these better teams, and I think it's going to be the case with Gonzaga here against Baylor. Definitely would not be surprised if Gonzaga pulls off this win, but I think Baylor is, just has a slight advantage ahead of Baylor, and I, I give them the win. Um, regardless, should be an excellent game and a really great tournament. But yeah, Baylor is my pick right here, and um, I put I put my tiebreaker eighty two to seventy five right here. Baylor winning, in case that's needed. But um, yeah, basically projecting a lot of points to be scored here, and uh, yeah, just honestly, really, really, really looking forward to this tournament after missing a year. Uh, got a betting got a betting uh, tournament with my friends. Gonna see if I can come out on top. Should be really fun. And um, yeah, I wish y'all all luck in your March Madness brackets. If you're betting money, if you're watching for fun, whatever it is. I wish y'all luck. And I want to say thank y'all for tuning in. And peace out from me. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Which is going to be episode 4. We're going to be talking about some Dallas Cowboys stuff.